you know what else? I don't give a fuck. Welcome to the Asylum Podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Asylum Podcast, the most prolific podcast in the world. And I am your host, Joaquin Figueroa. And today I have an amazing gentleman. He is a, uh, actually, he is the creator of the Glute Trainer Plus, and he happens to be a trainer at Pursuit Performance. His name is Bill Jones. How are you today, Bill? Doing great, man. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Thank you for, for joining me today. Um, you have an awesome product. I had a, an opportunity to test it out. Um, what exactly, well, before we get into the actual um you know, item that you created, give us a little bit of a background on you. So I'm uh, born in Canandaigua, New York, went off to college at uh, SUNY Brockport, played football there. Uh, shortly after college in 91, I moved into Rochester about 93, uh, was pursuing uh, advertising jobs, mm. marketing, always had a creative mindset to, to, to try to develop something and wanted to be a part of that. Uh, you know, group of people that are trying to build things. So yeah. marketing seemed to be the right place. Uh, ended up not finding a great home and, and started training people on the side. Uh, you know, fast forward to 2005, I pitched our news on, uh, hey, you guys could use a fitness segment. Mm. Next thing I know, they put me on TV as the fitness guy. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was, I, I wanted to produce it. Next thing you know, I said, if you think this face can, can do it, I'll do it. So <laughs> it turned out to be a great thing for a couple of years. Uh, and then my my fitness career just kind of kept growing and started working with average people, triathletes, uh, marathon runners, bodybuilding, you name it. Uh, opened uh, a couple little gyms. My last one was in uh, the Brighton Tops Plaza. Oh, okay. I uh, was there for four years. Uh, and then um, in the pursuit of developing some of my own products, um, I had to cut back on that day-to-day -day grind. So I sold off my gym and then I rent space now out of Pursuit Performance. My actual fitness business is called Physique 247. Okay. So I rent space there. A couple other people do as well. It's a great yeah. place. Um, so in so in that space, you uh, you got that opportunity from our news. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming that just like kind of put your face right on the front. You know... It was funny because I thought I'd get crazy busy. Okay. <clears throat> um, but our news, the way they run their cycles and their, their channels, it's not always at the right time to catch an audience oh. that might come see a trainer. Yeah. Um, so it, it took a while, but it started to gain some popularity, and people would start asking me questions through that channel. And then, it, you know, probably a year into it, it started. And, okay. Um, my son was actually a, a born in 2005, so I did some episodes with him as a baby in it, and uh, it was a great experience. It really, it, it did help. It definitely helped. Uh, anytime you can expose yourself to a larger audience, then yeah. you're going to get something out of it. So uh, it did start pushing things in the right direction. You said you were playing around with like different creations uh, because you just kind of felt like that that was a part of you. Uh, what other things have you dabbled in? Well, I I wrote for Triathlete Magazine, so. Mm. Um, I, I've definitely been an entrepreneur. I, yeah. I'm not a jack of I'm a jack of all trades, not a master of one. So I've owned a restaurant. Uh, so uh, at the time I owned a restaurant with a buddy of mine, I was doing triathlons and and getting into that whole scene. So I contacted Triathlete Magazine and I said, "Boy, you guys could use a food segment." And mm. next thing I know, I'm doing a monthly contribution contribution to food segments and uh, quick recipes and things to help you kind of get going on the fly. And um, you know, I was an art major. And, and, and I've always drawn and painted and I had a side business painting murals on kids' rooms and doctor's offices and daycares and yeah. even some gyms had me do some of their logos. So I was always in some kind of a creative thing. You yeah. know, looking back, I wish I knew then that I wanted to develop products and, and really push forward. But probably like a lot of people, uh, you get out of college, you think, I got to go get a job. Like, mm -hmm. I got to do these things, not necessarily connecting where your true passion was it took me a while to figure that out right and sometimes we need that that time and all of that experience i'm pretty sure like uh with everything that you've done has kind of prepared you for the experiences that you were having with creating your your own actual product and maybe not fully uh from from what you've told me in the past but everything played its part to get you to a certain point to get you to 
Absolutely. The evolution. I, mean, I do believe that <clears throat> failures teach as much as successes, probably mm. more so. Um, so trying this, trying that, as long as you're pulling something out of it yeah. that you can use later, then yes, absolutely. It's going to, it's going to help you get to that final destination, whatever that is. So, um, looking back, the road doesn't seem so bad when you're in it at 23, trying to figure out what you want to do. Sometimes it can seem pretty bleak and you got to kind of just keep pushing, even if it's small chunks of what your heart says you need to do. Like if you're a painter, paint, you right. know, maybe you can't do it every day, but paint, if right. you, if you want to be a uh, an artist and you want to sing sing when you can so sometimes you have to piecemeal it together but it does pay off in the end for sure yeah and you have to just keep going man because everything inside you sometimes like is just telling you man you need to you need to stop this right now you need to quit but then absolutely that important that that important voice in you is always telling you no i can't stop now uh, yeah you know i i talk to a lot of fellow entrepreneurs business people mm. People of, uh, you know, like yourself, the branch on try to do their own thing. And the commonalities are always like, um, did you, did you ever want to quit? And some people say, yes, I hate that sentence. Did I want to quit? No, I never wanted to quit, but right. there were times I felt like maybe I should. Correct. I think there's a difference there. Uh, I don't think anybody that sets out for a goal decides, yeah, I want to, I'm done. I hate this. You know, yeah. it's like I'm running out of money or doesn't seem to be taken off that's a feeling of i think I, maybe i have to stop do i have to stop mm. that question can nag you uh yeah you know really hard especially if you're starting out small and you're you never have enough money ever no you know in any kind of entrepreneurial venture and you, you have to get very creative on budgeting and you know you better have a pretty good group of friends or at least one good friend that you can talk to and 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 try to brainstorm and come up with ideas and solve a lot of these problems yeah no i i get that 100 percent because yeah. just like um i i can only compare it to myself and like the only times that i've ever wanted to stop doing anything was just because you hit an obstacle generally it's like money or or whatever um but then there's that that little piece inside of you that just tells you no keep that shit going you got to keep going you got to keep going yeah i mean there's been days and I sh i'm sure you know and anybody out there who's tried to do anything um, right uh, where you're like I, the world seems to be out to get me like mm -hmm. why is this nothing seems to be working 500 people tell you this is a great thing it's awesome good luck keep going but at the end of the day when you go to bed it's you and your thoughts mm -hmm. and you got to figure it out yep there's there's greatness in that there's you know can i figure this out i i'm gonna figure this out yeah. can um, i don't know can i figure this out and that just cycles you know and you have to wake up more positive than you were the day before correct uh or at least keep swinging that analogy we were just talking about uh before we went on air that um uh, and you know the exact quote, but the, the basic quote is, you know, if you're going to set off to do something on a ship, when you get out there in the middle of the ocean or wherever you're at, burn the ship so there's no way home. You've got to mm -hmm. succeed or fail. If you know that That's there it. is no way out other than success, then yeah. you are going to give it your all. Absolutely. You know, so, uh, but how did the the idea for the glute trainer come about? So about four years ago, I'd say. Um, the the hip thrust lift that you see a lot of people doing in the gym where they put their back on a bench and load up a bar and they put the bar on their hips and they raise their hips up was starting to gain some popularity. Um, there's a guy named Brett Contreras out there who is kind of the godfather of that lift. He did a PhD on all that. Mm -hmm. I did not know who he was at the time. I just saw people doing this lift and like I had done a thousand other products and a lot of people, you know, you ever look around your house and go, oh, there's got to be a way to do this. Or there's got to be a way to do that. And you come up with an idea and six months later you see it on TV and you're like, crap. I, you know, yeah. I had so I said, there's got to be a better way to do that lift, but someone will do it. And I shelf it. And then I would come back to it. And eventually it just hit me one day that we need back support and, um, you know, you could use bands, you could use bands and a bar and things like that. It all just kind of hit me one day and I drew it up. And uh, I started asking around to some people what they thought of the idea. And they're like, yeah, that, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. But until you try it, you don't know. Right. So I, I took a leap of faith and I said, I'm going to sell my gym, scale down my day-to-day -day responsibility so I can kind of dive in on this. I'm, f I'm, I'm ready to dive in on something I want to do myself. Right. And uh, I, I went over to, f it was for performance at the time. Ryan Steenberg was the owner. He's a professional long-distance driver. Um, and I said, Hey, I need a space. And he, he let me rent space for him. So I started training, uh, out of there. He sold it. Now it's pursuit performance. I'm still there. 
I took those drawings to a local welder. I said, here's what I want built. He built it. The thing worked perfectly. Yeah. Uh, we did, and we were, uh, Four Performance had a side of it that was physical therapy and chiropractic and massage. So I had physical therapists using it for rehabbing hips and ankles and things like that. So through that year and a half of testing, I said, man, I'm onto something. I better file a patent on this thing. So I started looking at patent attorneys and things, but that's really how the idea was born. And then testing it and getting the feedback sold me that we're, I was onto something good. Yeah, no, 100% because, you know, I see people you doing that motion all the yep. time. Um, and it never even occurred to me like, hey, like there must be an easier way to do this. And even when hearing about your product and uh, checking it out, um, I was like, oh, well, that makes total sense. You know, like, why wasn't this something that was created a long time ago? Yeah, I think when Brett, and, and now I know Brett, we've talked, and Brett has a product that does something similar uh, in a wholly different way, and there's other products out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I didn't know who he was. I didn't want to look at the market and see and be tainted on my idea, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I said, when I finally met Brett, I said, Brett, I didn't even know you existed when I thought of this. Like, I just thought people were doing this lift, and then I found out about his paper and his research in college and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. and. Um, I, I said, uh, I think back support is needed and, you know, you can use it for rehab and all these other things. And then through testing that, um, I found out, Hey, we could do bench press on here. We can do bench press on here with hip thrusts. And it became this whole functional piece mm-hmm. and kind of took on a life of its own. So, you know, break off on that point for a second. I think if you're chasing an idea and here's your idea, a lot of times that idea gets here by accident. Like just yeah. happy little things that you didn't plan on. All of a sudden you're like, it just kind of came together. And and so we ended up with a product that was complete. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that was a great thing. I think um, I, just to touch back on, on something you said, I think it's it was very important for you not to know, you know, who yeah. was in that market. Uh, reason being is, one, if you already knew that the item existed, that may have stopped you from even pursuing it. 100%. Two, um, when you know that someone else is doing something that you would like to do uh, and you start to like follow that person and follow that path, you end up creating something that's totally you know, separate from what you originally thought of yeah. because now you're trying to follow this individual and what they did and now you have the same exact product. So, Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I think if you talk to 100 people that might be split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, someone might say, well, you don't want to, what if you make the same exact thing as the other person? And I said, well, the chances of that are slim. Right. There's a lot of products within a genre. Um, for example, this headset, there's thousands of these things, mm-hmm. right? So which one's the best? Which one do you like? So there's room for everybody. There's a McDonald's on every corner and a Burger King on every corner because competition's good. So Correct, yeah. I didn't want to be influenced on what I was making. I wanted to solve that problem the way I thought was right. And... Um, go to the patent attorneys and have them say, is this a viable thing? Is it patentable and things? And then, and then I didn't know what I was going to do. Am I going to make this thing? Am I going to sell this thing? Am I going to license this thing? I knew nothing about that world at all. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a coach, coach football, that kind of stuff. So this was a learning curve, a pretty good learning curve. Well, let me tell you, man, um, I've never tried any of the other ones, but when you gave me the opportunity to test yours out, um, instantly, the second that you, you know, you get into the, the motion it's meant to be in, um, you instantly think like, why the hell isn't this in every <laughs> single gym? This makes this, this motion so easy, um, and feels so, you know, so good, especially for someone Thank like you. me who I, ha- I have, uh, you know, aches and pains from being heavier and, you know, from living, a. um, a crazy like shitty yeah. lifestyle yeah. uh for the first 30 years of my life um where i avoid certain you know certain um uh certain workouts yeah. and movements that would hurt that sure. part of my body and like i didn't even think that like if that was available in my gym i would use that 100 percent. yeah you know i i do trials a lot and i'll bring in personal trainers and say hey just come try this and give me feedback Right. Um, because as much as I hate negative feedback, it's important to say, you know, maybe they're right. Do I need to change this? Or now that's just their opinion. But right. any feedback is good feedback. Yes. So I bring people in and they all say, you know, I've tried, you know, the Nautilus hip uh, glute drive or I've tried the booty builder, all these things. Mm-hmm. They're like, this thing just does it. Yeah. And 
I think I told you when you tried it at the gym that um, that's the biggest compliment I was after. Is just I didn't want the gimmicky. Hey, you know, does that thing do what it looks like it does? You yeah. Know, you know, you buy something online, you get it home, you're like, this sucks. Right. Uh, I didn't want to hear that, so no. I put a lot of. You know, we did two and a half years of testing on I think mm. seven prototypes, um, patent filings, you name it. So when I finally got it built to where I liked it, and I'll say this, as, a, as an entrepreneur, it's never perfect. No. I could spend the next three years perfecting that thing. And it would never launch. Mm-hmm. And you can be paralyzed by that. You have to say, this is good. Right. 2.0, we can make it even better. Right. But this is solid. And when I got to that point, that's when we, you know, we went ahead and made some, and that's the one you've trialed. And now it's out there in the world. So. No, dude, that um, it, it's amazing. Not only that, but because it, it does what it's meant to do so well. Yeah. But um, on on top of that, with the added bands, the the bar um, that you added in there as well yep. with the hooks and everything, like there are so many more uh, workouts that you could do if you had it in your home as well. You can do anything. You know, you could deadlift. You can you squat. know you, you can squat. You can do everything. You can do everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the only uh, glute product out there. And I, you know, it's funny. The name is the Glute Trainer Plus. Mm-hmm. And it was important to me to have the word plus in there because, and trainer, because it was a full body thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to be pigeonholed as, as just another butt product. Right. Although you can do great things with it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the company I had gotten licensed with early on insisted the name Glute be in there because it's the number one search name out there in the world. Yeah. So it made marketing sense, but I didn't love it because you're going to be compared to every other butt product. And when people see it, I'm like, listen, you can do bench press, you can do step ups, you can do shoulder presses, you can do all these things. And yes, you can also train your butt really, really well. Yeah. Uh, so that was an interesting thing in process. Um, but yeah, it's a complete gym. You can do, we stopped counting at 150 exercises. Dude, it was like the complete stabilization, um, great. you know, like in the having to tighten your core um, when benching for me, uh, because, you know, obviously like me, I, I do core, but it's not something that I, that I do as often as everything else. I'll right. be, you know, I'll, I'll admit Most to that, yeah. but in something, you know, with that, with that right there, like it forces you to tighten your core, to lift, you know what I mean? Yeah. To position yourself in a way where you're, you're kind of getting a full body workout. It engages you in a different way than a normal flat bench would. It's right. not as long as a regular flat bench. So your glutes are meant to be off that bench, even when you're laying flat. Mm. The reason being is you have to engage them and your hamstrings. And that, by, by default, engages your core more. Mm. So I've had power lifters get on there and bench press heavy with it because it teaches them how to engage their legs more without raising their hips because they're off the bench already. Right. Um, so there are a lot of great benefits to it and some of that might come down to preference, but, uh, I think it's, I think it's great for that secondary stuff is that, you know, you might be doing a bench press, but that other stuff's getting a lot of work in. Yeah, no, definitely. 100%. Um, and also when we, when we met and you allowed me to use this, uh, we kind of went through a little bit of the, the ups and downs, the hills and valleys that you kind of went through with trying to um, sell off this product or get it, you know, backed by a big company. Can you walk us through a couple of those? Yeah. So, you know, not knowing anything about the manufacturing industry, uh, especially at all, the fitness side of it, um, knowing who the big players out there, Hammer Strength, Nautilus, uh, Life Fitness, you know, Body Solid, all these big companies, Bowflex, right? Mm. So, I would ask everyone who used it that was friends of mine and say, you know, what would you try to sell this for if a company wanted to buy it? And and the number goes to millions, Mm. you know, and you start thinking, nah, could it be? Maybe. But you don't know, right? Right. So you go into this with these crazy ideas, but still trying to stay grounded. And I start sending out emails to companies and trying to get a hold of presidents and presidents of marketing and sales and things. And some get back to you, some don't. Um, But... The only protection I had at that point was I had filed a provisional um, patent, which basically is a placeholder. It gives you 12 months that if you developed the same thing in three months, I have a date to say, no, I did it first. Right. And that's a great thing because you can go out and test, see if you got anything. So that's what I filed. Um, I get a hold of uh, a sales rep through a friend of mine, Jamie Gutierrez, who owns uh, Rochester Fitness and Cycling. He hooked me up with a couple sales reps and... Guy got me on the phone, or I got him on the phone, and I said, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. I want to contact some companies, see if there's any interest. He gave me some names, gave me five names, 
next thing I know, I got I'm on the phone with the guys that own Nautilus. Mm. Now they own a bunch of companies. Um, and they want to see it. I send them a video. They signed an NDA. I go show them the video in Ohio, or I show them the product in Ohio. We want it. We want a licensing deal. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, great. Licensing deals pay crap. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a few dollars. They, they're they going to make a bunch, and you're going to make a few bucks a product. Even if they sell it for $500, you're making a few bucks. But at the time, when you've got thousands into prototypes and testing and you've borrowed money and people aren't investing and you've got patents and repatents and contract negotiation with that company it seemed like a pretty good place to be and they're global um, and they own a manufacturing plant in china and they were going to sell this thing in germany and everywhere so the numbers look good enough that i could make some decent money and it was get the first win you know get that first hurdle get that first product and now you've got some momentum to do your second third products uh, so we signed a licensing deal, which basically said, you're the only company I'm going to talk to. You're the only company I'm going to let build this thing, an exclusivity deal. And for yeah. that, you're going to pay me X a year, whether you sell one or none. A um, year and a half of, of prototypes. So the first prototype they sent me from China was off by light years. Yeah. And, you know, I called them and I said, like one measurement, I said, it has to be two inches off the ground. And I sent them drawings and videos and all that kind of stuff. And it was six inches off the ground. And I said, what is this? And they're like, does it matter? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I need a spoon. You sent me a fork. Like, yeah, yeah, it matters. Right. So there was these ups and downs for sure. Just through that basic process. Um, fast forward, you know, a good year and a half, almost two years into that. It turns out that they were pushing one of their own products that was a, a glute product, specific glute product, and kind of slowing me down a little bit because they had money in there, and they bring me along. They're going to launch mm. us differently. So I found out that there was these crazy little things going on I didn't know about. Yeah. So um, I pulled the plug and said, I'm going to do this myself, not knowing how. But again, burnt the lifeboats. Like, all right, we've got to make this work. I'm too far in, and, right. you know, and people love it. And um, They contractually owed me $50,000. And they said, screw you, sue us. <laughs> and my lawyer's like, yeah, we're going to have to sue them. And they made it so tough. Big guy, little guy thing. So if I wanted to sue them, I'd have to file. I'd get a lawyer in China to deliver it to their corporate headquarters, even though they're an American company. They make it tough for you. Yeah. Now, if I told you the, the, the companies these guys make, you know all of them, <laughs> uh, the products. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'd have to sue them in California for arbitration. And it, we didn't have the money for that. Probably so, would have cost you the 50000 you were trying to get. Well, if you win in patent law, you win big. And yeah. that would have been a contract violation. Uh, I had some judges look at it. They're like, this thing's ironclad. They just know you don't have the money to sue them. Um, and they're going to drag it out. You'll win, and then you'll have to sue for your lawyer's fees back. And I just said, as much as I want to and as fair as that deal was, I spent seven grand with a Heart of Secrets, a local patent company, or attorneys, to negotiate that contract that they defaulted on anyway. Yeah. So there, that, those were big blows. Like, no money. I'm leaving a manufacturer that built four or five prototypes. We did a bunch of testings. They took it to trade shows in Germany. People wanted it. And I said, I'm leaving because I don't like what you're doing. So I went out and found um, a top fitness person to kind of partner up with and mm. flew her up here to Rochester a couple of years ago. And we did some testings and things looked great. All of a sudden, we're back up on the upswing. And yeah. You know, so we had to find a new manufacturer, and there was a lot of challenges with that. You go overseas. If you go overseas, you have to buy mass quantities of things. So you better have $200,000 to buy what I would have had to buy. Um, so I said, well, let's try American companies. The product might cost more, but we don't have to buy as many. Right. So there were some trade-offs with that, and we looked, and we searched, and we talked, and we found a company in Texas, and they made a few prototypes. And that's who I ultimately settled with. Um, the contract negotiations between that fitness person ultimately didn't go where I wanted it to go or probably where she wanted it to go. And, and we parted ways. So it's just me single entrepreneur kind of doing all these things and pulling strings, um, to finally get it launched. Right. Um, but you know, that's the short of it. There were some crazy stories that happened in that patent world and, um, getting phone calls at midnight. Hey, we're launching on Monday in China. Great. A week later, oh, yeah, we never did that. We got too busy. Like, just crazy, <laughs> random, like, what things, you know? Yeah. Um, which can kill your drive and momentum. And there was yeah. days, and I'll say this about, I think, anybody. 
um, and there's different opinions on this out there, but if you don't have one person, at least in your corner, not your son, not your wife, even just some friend that you can go and bitch to and they can hear you out and, and, and kind of help recenter you yeah. and give you a couple words of, nah, you got this, you can do this. And that sucks. But Hey, um, then it's a really, really tough road. And I'm lucky enough to have some supporters that pull you up out of those rough days. Yeah. Um, but still, even with that, at the end of the day, it's it's all in here. Yeah. You know, and you got to find a way to motivate yourself through all that adversity. Uh, and even today, I've got 5,000 problems i got to solve. Mm-hmm. Uh, big ones. And the problems never stop. And they never stop. You have to get comfortable with the process. Yeah. And you've heard that. People say that. You've said it. I've said it. What does that really mean? It yeah. means that you better be okay with shit coming your way. Yeah. You have to get, you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. You do. Mm-hmm. And, or at least get to a place where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to let that ruin my life at home with my wife or my kids or mm-hmm. my friends. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to handle that. But it can be overwhelming in the beginning, especially if you're diving into an area that you don't know everything about. Right. Um, I think it's critical to have a good support system, even if it's one person. It mm-hmm. just takes one person to help you push through that stuff right i i've been fortunate enough nowadays to uh have a number of people that i you know if i need that support or or to call just to kind of vent um depending yeah. on the situation Absolutely. i have a specific person to to vent to you know um uh, so so that is huge 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 you know um one thing that um listening to that story my observation on you is uh your is like your gift is connecting with people and not being afraid to send emails to yeah. you know to whoever may read it yeah you know yeah, and create scary those connections it, oh. it is a scary thing yeah and I, I can walk into a room of people and and find i've given speeches in front of thousands of people and you know unfortunately eulogies for kids in front of thousands of people as a former high school football coach and things yeah. like that so i'm comfortable in the presence of people right i don't really get nervous but when you're doing something that you made and you don't know how it's going to be received mm-hmm. and you're you're itching just for that break or that that little hand that says, hey, I want to see this. I like that. Yeah. It's scary to send out emails. It is. And it can stop you. And there was days where I'm like, I should make five phone calls today to these five people. And I'm like, and you're having a bad day. You're like, nothing's going right. Am I in the pl- – can I fake this? Can I pick myself up? Right. Uh, and there's days that – you have to recognize that within yourself and either push through, but if you're not going to give your best presentation, take that day and, and kind of regroup. But getting out there in front of people and sharing something that you've created mm-hmm. uh, is vulnerable. It really is. You know, you're naked. Yeah. And someone's going to tell you, it's like being an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put that out there and people are like, that sucks. Right. And that's part of what you toiled over for who knows how long. Well, you got to be okay with hearing that. I think... I think the the benefit of going through that and experiencing those things is it weeds out the people who can't handle it, you know? Absolutely. Um, I hear a lot about it from, like, comedians and things like that where, you know, they have it in mind, like, you know, you have to go up on stage and you have to eat shit, like yeah. they say. You know, you have to yeah. eat that shit um, yeah. in order to find out, like, what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people will come across that or a certain type of person would come across that and think like, oh, shit, then that means it's not for me because it didn't work the very first time. Definitely. Yep. I I, I have friends that have done things like that where, like, it was just too tough. And, um, you know, thick skin is great. It, things bother you. Mm-hmm. It's does it bother you enough to not keep going. Right. And I think that's the difference between risk takers and people that are just more comfortable not putting that out there. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Not everyone in the world is going to be an entrepreneur. Right. I think in this day and age, it's probably the best time with social media and, you know, everyone wanting to be famous. Everyone, you can connect with so many people. Um, some of the top fitness people in the world I've gotten through direct messaging on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And within 24 hours, people are like, how'd you get a hold of her? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I sent her a message and said, I'm working on a project that might benefit both of us. Are you interested? Yeah. Didn't take much. You know, if I said, hey, can you send me a free T-shirt? She probably wouldn't have got back to me. But I had a legit uh, offer. You know, offer yeah. and, and so it is a great time to kind of risk things. Yeah. Uh, but risk is still risk. You know, mm-hmm. if I don't succeed at this, it's ground zero. I'm, I've risked everything, my money, other people's money. So um, 
yeah, you, but you can't dwell on that. You have to just say, what's the task at hand and how am I going to get there? How do right. I solve this problem? You become a multitasker whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. I know? think I think another thing, too, is like it's become uh, such a pursuit nowadays with like your Gary V's and your, you know, your motivational uh, yeah. oh, people. Yeah. Uh, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and they're they're quickly finding like yeah it's not for everyone it's not you have to take those risks um without risk there's no reward um you know and the high, the greater the risk the greater the reward um i personally i some of the best connections i've i've you know interviewed a couple people who well uh specifically like one huge person that in my world was like huge, you know, and um, and how did I get there? I wasn't afraid to DM. Yeah. I DM, you know, I DM these people, and you know the. You know, I, I'm always amazed when people come. You know, they answer. It, it's funny that we're talking about this because, and this is going to sound totally stupid, and maybe it's because I'm 52 almost, mm. and 25 year olds might hear this and go, "Duh," <laughs> but social media is meant to be social. Correct. And I don't. I didn't really buy into that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to follow and like and converse. I, did, I wasn't doing that, but that was a bad business move, uh, even in just my coaching business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't engaging people enough on that. I just threw a post and figured, where, where are the clients? Well, you know, you know? I know why. Um, I think that, um, especially like, uh, you know, we're older, you're a little, a little bit older than I am, but <laughs> you know, um, but even for, for someone like me, um, you, the social media space is bombarded with people. Uh, it, it, it gives everyone a platform. Sure does. And every single one of them thinks that, that what they say is important. Yes. So the majority yes. of the people that you will follow are taking pictures of their food, right. are, you know, <laughs> saying watching the Bills game, yeah. you know, or, or whatever it may be. So it's real easy to look at that and not see the opportunity that's in front of you. I agree with that a lot. So, uh, so I'm not, I'm not saying that you, obviously you weren't, you know, stupid for not jumping on it, but I can definitely understand. It wasn't a comfortable looking space. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I, I, you know, I tell my kids that are 14 and 12, boy, I sound like an old guy right now. Don't I? But, uh, <laughs> I say, you know, when I was a kid, if I wanted to go find Joaquin, I'd have to walk to his house, mm-hmm. bike to his house, knock on the door. His mom says, no, he just went to the park. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go to the park. You guys seen him? Oh, he just went over to so I'd chase you all over town. Yeah. So I had to invest in finding you. There was, there was an investment payoff there, yeah. right? Or not. But right. the journey was better. Right. Social media, again, you know, if I just saved five cats from a burning building in an old folks home mm-hmm. and posted that, 50 people are going to go, why? Cats are stupid and old people were almost dead. You risked your life for nothing. You're an idiot. Yeah. You can't, you're always going to get some crap. So it doesn't <laughs> look are. like a fun, friendly place. And, you know, you're a relatively obscure person in Rochester, New York, trying to talk to people that have been on the cover of magazines and they've got 14 million followers. Mm-hmm. You, if you allow yourself to say, why would that person talk to me? Then you're already that person they won't talk to. Correct. You've got to say, why not talk to me? Yeah. Why, if, if Tony Robbins can be successful, why can't I be successful? Mm-hmm. However, you got to be willing to take the chance and you got to be uncomfortable and be okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I will tell you, as you know, you're probably uncomfortable way more than you're comfortable. I am. And my friends say, oh, that's great. You're launched. I'm like, you know, getting to the launch <laughs> was difficult. Right. Now it's harder huh? because yeah. I got to market it and sell it. And people saying it's great. And people saying it sucks. And that's the hard part. And you know? all of that costs money. <sighs> it all costs money. So much uh, money. Yeah. And like, yeah, of course, man. Um, especially with, with this, right. Where I have to listen to myself speak. You know <laughs> what I mean? I can't stand the sound of my own voice. Uh, but I think it's more important. Um, <clears throat> one, I, I, I try to look at the positive um, aspects of everything. And I think anyone that's looking to pursue um, anything that they really deem a value that they want to do think of the positive aspects because you know one you're you're you hear my voice and my voice doesn't sound any different than it did when no. we talked at the gym yeah, exactly. so so you know i look at i look at things like that or right. I, or um you know more importantly for me the whole idea for this was not to to you know throw myself up into stardom that's not like the idea the idea that came to me was you know, how can I connect with different people who have established something in this city, which I feel um, a lot of people are like stuck in their 
in their little pigeonhole? How can I get your message out there so that someone can listen to that? And, you know, maybe out of, you know, a thousand people that listen to it, maybe it's one. Yeah. But that one person heard your story, got something from that and, and changed their life. All right, guys, it's that point of the episode where we give a few shout outs. This episode is brought to you by Tai Chi Bubble Tea in Aronacoit. Tai Chi Bubble Tea offers an array of different bubble tea flavors, uh, all types of fruit, uh, milk bubble tea. All of the tea is brewed fresh in-house. Uh, not only that, but they offer build-your-own sushi burritos. And they offer bowls of ramen as well. So you can head over to 2255 East Ridge Road and around the Coit, right in the Culver Ridge Plaza. Please check them out and let them know that Asylum sent you. This episode is brought to you by Regime CBD Vape and Smoke. They have a huge selection of CBD and vape products. They are located at 106 Cobblestone Court Drive in Victor, New York, right across the street from Eastview Mall. And remember, you must be 21 or older to enter the store, all right? So please visit them soon. There's a billion videos out there mm -hmm. on self-help and self-mindset and all that kind of stuff. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people locally that pump it too. Yeah. And, you know, I... I like some of it. Some of it, I think, is bunk. Uh, it, to me, it always comes back to your head at night, right? It does, yeah. Um, so are, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this to get rich? Because, you know, those are probably less, lesser and lesser people that can get rich when they set out to get rich, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you need to be doing it for the right reasons. And mm -hmm. I think the right reasons is, can be karma. Yeah. You know, if you're doing stuff for the wrong reasons, karma, I don't know. Is it going to help you out? Probably not. You're right. going to get more obstacles? Probably so. Yeah. You can do everything right and have obstacles, as we both know. So uh, I set out, I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I, I help people lose weight. I help people run marathons. I help kids get stronger. I help my mom uh, have more mobility. Uh, so I wanted to solve that lifts problem. I said that can be done a better, safer way. Yeah. And it morphed into other things. Gotcha. I didn't do that. To, hey, I'm going to sell this product for millions. I had no idea. Yeah. Zero. No. And, you know? and if I, I think if you speak to a lot of people, um, because I do follow a lot of that motivational stuff and entrepreneurial yeah. stuff, and uh, most of those entrepreneurs will tell you the same thing. It's if you find a solution to people's everyday problems, if you think about what the people need. Yeah. And you just focus on that, on what they need, not, you know, not your own personal gain. I mean, that that is, you know, it's always nice to, to be able to have the money to yeah. pursue the things that you would like to right. and not hit a wall, a yeah. financial wall. Yeah. That's that would be great. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, finding a need and filling that need is what made a lot of people successful. You know, it's funny. My kids for years, we watched uh, robots mm -hmm. and it's an animated thing with inventors <clears throat> and mel brooks i think plays mr sprockets the head guy yeah and his motto is see a need fill a need yeah and it's stuck with me for years because i'm <laughs> like it's that simple that's probably where I, where i'm quoting it from <laughs> it's but but it, it, it is it's so repetitively said by lots it of is. people it is that um you know coming up with something unique these days is really difficult because with social media come up with an idea put it on youtube and there's probably 20 videos about it already it's mm -hmm. tough to find something that no one's done mm -hmm. um people have made benches i've made a bench i think i i think ours does things that others don't do or has never done right but i didn't invent benches right you know so there's a million things you can fix or improve upon my whole philosophy about inventing is can i take that and make it better mm -hmm. and better for everybody or just better for five people you mm -hmm. know like so see a need fill a need and 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 you know, um, make a prototype, yeah. make a demo, mm -hmm. you know, try your hand at whatever you think you're good at, but not everybody can get there. I, I'm not there yet. You know, I have a long way to go to be what I would say successful. Um, even friends tell me like, you know, how many people, you know, that have invented something that's on the market. I go, nobody that I know. And they're like, you should be over the moon about that. And I said, but it's not where I want to be. All right. So when I played football in college and all I wanted to be was an All-American and play for the Steelers one day, I was never satisfied with a good game or whatever because I wanted I wanted so much more, mm -hmm. you know. So I think entrepreneurs are driven by that. It's like, yes, I, if I sold this for 5 million bucks tomorrow, 
I'd have a party, take my kids on a vacation, and I'd be on to the next thing, and I wouldn't live any differently than I do now, except mm-hmm. I'd take a vacation once in a while. Yeah. Uh, because to me, it is about that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of moving down that line and, and to the next thing. Um, and I think if your entrepreneurial mind or your creative mind is in that world, mm-hmm. you probably have a really good chance of success. 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you will never be satisfied with the things like, will, will you be proud of yourself? Of course. Yeah. You know, but you will never be satisfied because it's on to the next thing. You have that, you already have that mind where, where you have to continuously keep creating and work on the next thing. And you've come across so many obstacles that you've already oh, yeah. overcome that the next thing, you know, when this, you know, when, when this part of it for you is over, which, you know, I, I believe in your product Thank and you. I know that something great is going to come that I made it that. all worth it. You know, um, you just be on to the next thing, yeah. you know, to the next improvement. You know, there's two things that I try to incorporate in my life uh, that I didn't always do, especially mm-hmm. as a younger, I know everything guy, we all do it 20, you know, whatever. Um, is how many people can I help before my ticket's punched and I'm out of here? Mm-hmm. Am I a good example for my kids? And I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. But but when when the problems are really mounting up and I'm feeling my worst, um, do I bi- bitch and vent? Yeah, of course you do. I think you have to. So yeah. I'm a have to. Have to let I got to get it out. You let Some it out. people don't. I get it out. But in that moment, if you can say to somebody else, listen, forget about that. What can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. That is powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. And that can lift you up enough, and not even for a selfish reason, not a selfish reason, but because it is it is the right thing to do. Like, Correct. listen, there's people starving in this country that will never have an opportunity. There's people in this world that'll never have a house to sleep in. And here I got some financial problems on a mm-hmm. product. It's not the end of the world. It's not. And if I fail, I could stay at my cousin's house or something like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, perspective is big. And every now and then you need to remind her. And sometimes you have to remind yourself by saying, all right, listen, what can, what can I do to help you? I saw you're struggling or whatever the case is. I think that's powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah, it definitely is. All right. Awesome, man. Um, so I, I like to always sum things up with, with three, uh, questions. Okay. Um, so (laughs) uh, that's the point. All right. Uh, the very first question might be simple, might not. But where do you see yourself in 10 years? Well, I think to answer that, I got I to gotta go back 10 years. And mm. I got divorced 10 years ago with two kids, four and almost two. So flash forward 10 years, I didn't think I'd be single at 52, uh, very involved, love my kids, got to be with them, dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and risking what little I have now on a project. So where I would like to be in 10 years is my kids are equally, if not more proud of me than they are today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've helped a million people or as many as I possibly can. I don't care if anyone even knows who my name is. I don't right. care about that stuff. Um, and, I, and I've launched some other projects and, and I'm just able and fortunate enough to keep moving on projects. And if I can help you or the next person get their projects, that's where I'd like to be in 10 years. That okay. would be a perfect 10 years to me. You want to be in a position where you can help others yes. achieve what they would like to achieve. Absolutely. That's beautiful, man. Um, the second question is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, does it have to be an existing superpower? Can I make no. up a superpower? Yeah, you can say whatever you want, man. Um, you know, I, I would probably say something like uh, the, the, the ability to see the future. Mm. But... I, I don't I don't think I want to say that because right. knowing the outcome, good or bad, is going to change what you do between now and then. Mm-hmm. I'd rather I'd rather chase the journey and the dream and fail than know I was going to fail and not try at all. Right. Uh, so superpowers, the ability to um, make people laugh and 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 smile when shit's bad. That'd be my superpower. That'd I have good humor, and it does get me through a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think if I can increase that, I think that bringing joy to people as much as possible would be a good one to have. Yeah, man. 
I'm I'm a big believer in like energy and positive energy and being yeah. being that positive energy uh, because it's so easy for for people to fall into the negative energy and negative space. And it's everywhere. Yeah. Five oh, minutes so on much. Facebook and you're like, what? You yeah. Know? It's real um, easy to get sucked into that, you know. The political world, uh, media in general, news, you it is hard to find 24 hours of positivity any place. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to try to be that as much as you can be for yourself yeah and and those around you so yeah i agree with that i think i I think the people that created a lot of the standards in this world knew the power of positivity and it's like it it is 100 percent against us to 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 be that way it it is um life is tough Mm -hmm. and i didn't come from much and you know people can pat you on the back all day long and say hey great job and good luck but you got to figure it out. You do. You know, and um, if you can if you can do that, then you're doing better than most probably. Um, but positivity and the energy and, and all that stuff, I can feel it when people are negative. I, mm-hmm. It's like it's stuck to me. Yeah. You know, empath, yeah. all that stuff. And, yeah. Um, uh, you know, the secret and all those things. I've watched yeah. all that and stuff. And I'm piecing what I think is out of all that. Yeah, right. I don't think there's a one size fits all for anybody. You got nope. because of your background and your belief system, you got to pull that in and and get what you can get out of it mm-hmm. and, and use it to push yourself forward. Correct. Um, there is no one answer. No. There'd be one book, and you and I'd be following it, and that'd be that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I I enjoy what you're talking about. I I love that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, um. That's pretty much anytime you 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 catch me out in the street and and you see like if someone starts a a conversation about like positivity or or like energy yeah. like dude that's when my eyes like light right. up and then we start going on a tangent <laughs> it's For real. it's the, just the conversation's powerful yeah so even if you didn't believe there was an energy to it mm-hmm. you, you're filling your head with positively written said spoken words right how bad can that get your day right yeah. so even if you don't buy that that is energy that can fill you up, mm-hmm. it's a positive conversation. Mm-hmm. You got to feel better at the end of that. Yeah. It's got to do something for you. Maybe in a month, yeah. you'll remember that conversation. Yeah. And, and you know, pick yourself up a little bit. And for people that, that you know, are constantly uh, okay with being angry and negative, uh, just ask yourself something like, how much better would it feel to just smile, to just be in a better mood? Why, why? Why damage your life further by just giving into the the yeah. anger? Because I was at that point in one one point in my life, I was into that. I was thinking like, you know what? It's okay to be angry, and you know what? No, it's it's okay to uh, to admit that something is frustrating or angry, yeah. or you know, or angers you. But the reason why you have to let it out, you know, verbally have someone to speak to is to get it out and then get past it and then move the fuck on, man. You know, if it's energy, get it out of you. Get that bad shit yeah, out of you. Yeah, get that shit get out of you. Get it off. Um, it, it therapy, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that. I wouldn't have told you that at 35. Mm-hmm. Divorce got me there, and I'm like, man, this stuff's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it allows you to get rid of it. If you can unload the negative. You know, and, I'm, I, you know, I'll be honest. I struggle with that still. I'm not yeah. Tony Robbins. I'm not 100% positive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hear Tony Robbins, I'm like, you're full of shit. Yeah. Because I'm having a bad day. And then I'll go home and think about it at bedtime or something and say, you know, he's probably right. You know? And, and I'm sure he struggles with certain things, yeah, too. Yeah, life's tough. Mm-hmm. It, things happen to you that you don't see coming. It, you know, it's tough to be positive. It is. It is. It is. And, and, but you should be. Whenever right. you can, wherever you can, with whomever you can, you should try to be that way. And I have a client. We talk about this a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, we both come from similar backgrounds, and, and it seems like life can be stepping on you sometimes. And uh, I'll tell you a story. My, my son's 14, and he was 13. I said, hey, buddy, do you believe that if you're born and the universe decides you're, you're going to be a – uh, middle of the road person, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be rich. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to, I said, do you believe that happens or do you believe life's just tough for everybody? And some people are just able to push through harder. And he said, without even thinking, he goes, dad, life's tough and you just got to push through. And I was mm-hmm. like, an untainted mind at 13 right. sees it. Uh, here I am 50 going, yeah, but life can be tough. And I'm like, he's totally right. Yeah. Like, it, it is hard. We can learn a lot from speaking to, yeah. uh, we can, we tend to dismiss children sometimes, but we can learn a lot from, 
from you know their mind and just speaking to them and asking them questions like it'll blow your mind I have what they have my, to say. I have some of my best conversations with my kids. That's awesome. Uh, it's a great, it's a, they're a great, they're great people. Uh, I'm so proud of them, but they're a great resource to just ask, like, you know what? That's a great point of view, man. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that at 13. No, that's great. And it says a lot about you that your superpower would oh, be to, to make people smile and laugh more. You know? Yeah. I mean, if I had, you know, I tell people, <laughs> I probably would have been a stand up comedian if I had one more <laughs> hair in my nuts back when I was 25 and would have gave it a chance. Yeah. You know, it took yeah. me 48 years to give something like this a chance. Yeah. Um, hey man, it's not too late. But it's never too late. No, I agree with that too. Jump up there and make people laugh, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'd say it's so. on the bucket list. Yeah. Um, the list. the uh, the third question I like to ask is, what is the craziest thing that you have ever done? Wow, the craziest thing I've ever done. You know, that's a really good question. I'd have to think about that because. Uh, my younger days of drinking and partying and stuff, there's that kind of crazy. Um, I think this may be the craziest thing I've done because it's so risky. Mm -hmm. uh, crazy in a good way, though. Yeah. You know, I'm a single dad, two kids. I got a bulldog. I do nothing. I, my whole life is invested into my coaching business and this project. Right. My, I've lost friends over this project that, that feel like you're being selfish, and yet... I'm home on my computer till two in the morning doing some, mm -hmm. not not being a friend, but just being something wrapped up in something. Mm -hmm. So the craziest thing about it is, is people's responses to you and how they change and won't let you, you know, all that whole dynamic. I yeah. think I think this might be the craziest thing. Um, but I'll tell you, it, it's an amazing thing, and here's why. Mm -hmm. I'll bring it back to my divorce. If my wife didn't divorce me, my ex-wife didn't divorce me, I wouldn't be sitting here doing this today. Right. You know, so that negative thing for three years beat the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, it, it pushed me in a direction that got me on your couch today. Right. And that's the truth. Yeah. Um, so the craziest thing is, is, is probably pursuing a dream, but it's the best thing. Hey, man, 100%. That's yeah. the, that's pursuing your dreams, man. They, um, they want you, certain people or society wants you to live a Certain life way, yeah. that's that's quote unquote you know the norm you know what i mean like yeah. and um now so more than ever is it not worth you know going that route that nine to five route where you know you're just pretty much you know paycheck to paycheck every single day at least in in certain situations right because there are some people who provide for their family and they are perfectly happy with doing that on a day-to-day -day. i just feel like we're getting um especially with like let's say uh the kodak incident you know what i mean mm -hmm. there were a lot of people who felt secure by that job and then oh, yeah that and was the way exactly that yeah. was the way and and you know that was their their way when they got that job they were super happy benefits exactly yeah. therefore you know 30 plus years and then they you know someone someone higher up you know fucked up <laughs> you know and and put everyone's lives at risk you yeah. know their their futures at risk and people who thought that they were going they were living the comfortable route the easy you know like that that they had it set now that are, was the goal yeah comfortable with that was it that was it, it. and Don't then the and then all of a sudden someone higher up made that made a decision yeah. that cost everyone their pensions their you know their future so you know, um, the one thought that I would like to put in people's minds are, would you like to take that risk early on and eventually, you know, live a life where the risk is all in your hands on your decisions? Or would you take the quote unquote comfortable route and then leave your future in the hands of someone else who really doesn't know you? You know, to that, to that, I'll say two things. One, my son is crazy about his education mm -hmm. so focused great i don't know i think he's adopted if i wasn't there when he was born i swear he's adopted because <laughs> he's hyper focused on that stuff yeah. and college and and all that stuff and, and he i said what do you want to be what do you want to be oh, i think i'll be an eye doctor i'm like why well they make a lot of money and i said okay so but what do you want to do with your life I'm, you know he's a very talented actor and, and dancer and all this stuff and he's been getting away from that because high school i think has some influence on him mm -hmm. that you should be going to college you should be doing this and i'm like Come on over here. Look, look at, you know, I wouldn't be upset if he skipped college for a year and went out in the world and saw 
and lived and, and experienced and tried. Right. Uh, there are a lot of ways to make it these days. Mm-hmm. And, and college isn't the only thing. Jobs aren't the only thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that people get really comfortable in normalcy. Correct. And uh, that pension idea is a great thing. And, uh, but then complain their whole life they didn't make more money or they couldn't take more vacations. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't do that. But I'm busting my butt to try to get to that. Right. Now, the second thing I'll say to that is you watch YouTube or all the gurus and they say, hey, sell Amazon products from home, work no time and make all this money. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. You have to be in your social. I have five, six different social media accounts, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, mm-hmm. YouTube. You have to be in that stuff yep. because no one will see you and they'll look at you for 20 seconds. If you don't capture them, they're on to the next guy. Yep. So there are no products out there that you can do on full automation. I don't care what anybody tells you. Setting that automation up takes forever. Mm-hmm. Running that automation takes forever. Doesn't just flip a switch and here comes the money. Yep. I wish it happened that way. You and I would both be doing it already. Yep. Um, so I think that there's a lot of bullshit out there. Uh, I still sift through it. Yeah. You know, which which financial guys write about investments, which guys write about which app you need to help you build that app. You know, right. it, it's tough. It's yeah, tough, but it definitely is. Yeah. But yeah. you got to, you know, you, you got to answer some questions for yourself. Talk to people. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan for talking about your goals and dreams because mm-hmm. you never know when that one person goes, dude, I got a cousin that can do that or I can fix that or you should talk to my buddy so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are afraid to talk about their ideas, yeah. especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um being afraid to put yourself out there. You, you know, know how many you, you know, know how many people were supportive of me saying, "Hey, man, I want to start a podcast." Probably not many. <laughs> you know, probably not many. Uh, I had I had a number of people who just thought like, "Oh, yeah, he's on to that next thing." Oh, okay. And then I had a, people were like, "Well, then, all right, let's see you do it." Yeah. You know, and then um, and then you know you do something, and does it does it you know do you hit the ground running? No, not exactly. But you know what? You push. You're through moving. It. You're yep. moving. You push through it. You're moving in a direction. You you push through it, and then, and then when you get to a certain point, everyone would, everyone will will tell everyone else like, hey, I was there for him from the beginning. Oh, you know, yeah. of course. <laughs> and I do have a handful of people, yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, it's funny because I had a fellow trainer come in the other day and try it, and she loved it, mm-hmm. and she posted about it, and a former client of mine that ended up working with her at some point said is that that thing that built it in social media yeah on facebook is that that thing bill said he was going to invent she goes yeah it's amazing because he actually did it yeah and i read that and i was like she didn't think i'd ever do this nope and 99.9 percent of the people i've talked to mm-hmm. probably said you'll never do that right. why would you do that yeah. who's gonna buy that yeah you know people love that negativity they negativity do. The devil, whatever you want to call that energy, it is, it is big. It is out there. It is out. It's it everywhere. Is out there. It is everywhere. But you know, but um, to anyone that is uh, pursuing their dreams, go all I it. say is go for it. Um, you know, you don't know what the response will be until you do it. And uh, at the end of the day, don't think about don't think about the things that can go wrong. Think about all of the things that could go right. Yeah. And as long as your why is you know is legit to you and that thing that you need to do is uh something that you hold near and dear to your heart why not pursue that 100 percent. Right? so that's that's a thought we will uh end it on but let anyone know let everyone know how they can uh either get in contact with you or um as well as uh purchase your product online uh the glute trainer plus is at www.glutetrainerplus.com um glute trainer plus on youtube same name on instagram you can check out there's tons of videos our youtube channel has all kinds of exercises you can see what this thing can do mm-hmm. uh you can reach me at bill jones at glute trainer plus.com and that's g-l-u-t-e trainer plus.com um and one eight three three eight four four seven three seven three is my um glute trainer plus number uh, and if anybody hears this and, and wants to try it, you can contact me. Come on down. No charge. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. See if you like it. Trainers, chiropractors, physical therapists, uh, they all love it. Um, and I would echo what you said. Um, for anyone thinking about, do I have what it takes to do something? You do. Mm-hmm. You may not know it, but you do. Yeah. And uh, if if not you, who? Yep. Right? Yep. If you believe you can do it, or if you believe you can't, you're right. You're right. Exactly. 
Uh, so everyone, um, I will definitely vouch for this gentleman's uh, Glute Trainer Plus. It is an amazing product. Please take him up on that offer to give it a try. Uh, once you do, I promise you it will change your life. Um, it is a awesome. great at-home, um, you know, at-home equipment that you can do yourself if you, you know, if you want to to get it for your home and you don't necessarily want to go to a gym. Perfect. Um, not only that, but uh, I just. Just take them up on that, 100%. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank, thank you, you Bill, for coming in and having this awesome conversation with me today. Thank you. And um, to the fans, as as always, if people are calling you crazy, you are on the right path. Amen. It, uh, please, if you took anything away from this, please subscribe, rate, review, and share it with family and friends. The Asylum Podcast. Peace out. Hey.